in a year like no other and a season like no other, we get some more unsurprisingly new for the first time in FPL history, we see a triple game week. Man United will play Villa, Leicester and Liverpool in game week 35. What a weird year this year has been. Good evening, guys. Welcome back to episode... I've forgotten the number, but welcome back to Phil Francis. Um, Chris, would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. Episode... I'll forgive you for your for your for your, for your forgetfulness because that was another lovely intro, Tom. I'm lo- I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I hope you keep doing it every week. Of course, thank you. Okay, so today we're going to start off um, by having a look at our game of thirty four teams. It was a strange week, but first I just want to mention last week was my was probably the first time it. On on this channel, that I've got my differential right, like and it actually paid off. I chose Kai Havertz, and he goes and gets a brace at home to Fulham, and he looked bloody brilliant in the Champions League as well. So, FPL you know, apprentice is he's moving up the ranks. We're moving up the ranks, Tom. We're heading towards that marshy man. Yeah, I know. I mean, I go on um Alfie's pod and get wood before he gets the hat trick, and then you go on come on here and get get the Havertz. It's things you love to see. As we're growing with our experience, we're growing with our knowledge, obviously. But yeah, that's that's exactly. because I'm, I'm impressed, and like you said, putting a good performance at the weekend and in midweek as well. So, what a pick that was! Let's, let's hope they continue. Um, do you want to run us through your team? Yeah, so game 34 was a little bit underwhelming. Uh, I got I got a little bit shafted yet again. Uh, now, triple Chelsea defense five weeks ago. Seemed like a really good idea. And they've got three clean sheets in the time that I've had triple up. Uh, but unfortunately, every time they kept the clean sheet, I've either had two of them not playing or I've played my free hit. So I missed out on the clean sheet. So only Mendy giving me the clean sheet this week. Rudiger and Asper to bench was disappointing. Um, overall, though, 45 points. Saw a slight green arrow to 620k. We're still moving in the right direction. Top 500k by the end of the season is still a... Is is still something that can happen. It's within my reach, I think. So, yeah, a week where I've moved slightly towards my goals for the end of the season. So, fairly content. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game because, as you mentioned in the intro, time it's going to be a crazy one. Three games for Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see you getting a green arrow. And again, what was a another strange week with obviously Liverpool United getting called off. Um, we both didn't field 11 players thanks to that. I think, yeah, you've been unfortunate with your um, Chelsea players, really. I mean, at the time, it looked like the right decision, but Tuchel roulette, <laughs> the new Pep, has, uh, has ruined you. Um, as we get onto my team, I only fielded nine players because Leno doesn't play again. What a pain in the arse he's been. Should have just stuck with Martinez. Um I think he's well and truly lost his place as well after watching the Newcastle game. I was impressed with um, Ryan. Played well. Didn't make a mistake. So, that's bye-bye to Leno. Um, James kept clutching me up the clean sheet, which is nice. Please, I kept faith in him after him coming on for four minutes uh, the game week before and blocking 
someone who had a, I can't remember who it was, but someone had a huge score on the bench. Really but good. apart from that, or was it really good? Oh yeah, eight pointer. Um, but apart from that, it was only Son, the man I brought in for Fernandez. It was a bold move. Was it was it the right move now? I think it was still. Um, but we'll get onto that later. But yeah, twelve points from Son, but everyone else blanked. And Kelechi. Ian Ache, as, as you looked it up, Chris, we were saying that right, which is good, but he, he got his uh, usual assist. A bit disappointing he didn't score though, a bit of a bit of a surprise there from him. But, but yeah, I mean not not a great week for me. Another red arrow, but it was only ten K red arrow again, so I'm really minimizing red arrows. So I think in a week that was such a strange week, I'll take the, the small red arrow and we move on to next week. Yeah, I think your your top hundred K target is still within reach if you have a stellar game at day five, Tom. 180k in the world is not a bad season at all, um, and you're still you're still within reach of the top 100k. I think. Yeah, a few differentials might be needed in the uh, last few game weeks, but I am happy to I'm happy to do it, and I will take the risks. I mean, if it backfires, it backfires, and I might not get top 100k. I could see myself 200 and something k, but I'm gonna I'm gonna not I'm not gonna play boring. I'm gonna have to take the risks, so I'm gonna push for it. Um, so hopefully, it, hopefully it pays off. Yeah, when you have a when you when you're in a good position like you are now, uh, and you come to the end of the season, if you play boring and and don't don't rise up the ranks, you're going to really regret it. So you might as well just go for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that is what I'll do. I'm not boring like some people we know, um, Josh Kersey, but I will be taking the punts. Now, would you like to run us through the, the all-important prediction results from last week? Of course, Tom. So, one yeah. thing you will be regretting is is doing that deal with me last week with the share bag of M&Ms on the line. Oh, dear. Uh, because you haven't had a bad week, Tom. I, I, I notched up all your scores for from all the games. You had a pretty damn decent score, but unfortunately, it was the worst score out of all of us. We all had a good week this week for the first time in a very long time. So, oh, I'll quickly dear. run us through. Correct score lines. Me and Eton both got Crystal Palace, Man City right. 2-0 Man City. They go back to their mid-season, you know, quality performances with clean sheets and a couple goals. Um, we both predicted that. Yeah. Other notable um, predictions, Chelsea, Fulham. You and Josh. Josh was our um, guest on the prediction game last week. Um, we should have him on next week. I think I said we should have had him on this week, last week. But I think he should be coming on soon. Um, yeah. Everton, Aston Villa, Tom, you guessed that I'm right. So at this point, halfway through the game week, and you, you're already on nine points. So <laughs> at this point, I was thinking, wow, you, you're really going to spice up all these competitions. But unfortunately, it went a little bit downhill from there. You you didn't get any more correct scorelines. Whereas me and Josh won all West from uh, West from Wolves and 2-1 to West Ham in Burnley Wolves. So we caught you back up. So five... Great. You got five correct results. Uh, me and Josh got six. Instagram also got six, which is a good performance from Instagram. Uh, and that, that's remembering as well that Man United Liverpool was called off with some some very very interesting fan behaviour um, that we should talk about later in the episode, Tom. I yeah. think it's a it's a relevant thing to talk about. A very relevant thing to talk about. Um, so me and Josh got six correct results each, so that gives us twelve points, Tom. You've got 11 points, so you didn't do badly at all. Um, but unfortunately, you're, you're falling behind even more. So, 
what does that mean for the, the prediction tables, Tom? I'm on 166 and our head to edge on 157. Nine points behind. You can still make up that gap in, we've got, what, four game weeks to go? You can still make up that gap. You definitely yep. can. You've got about 40 <laughs> games to do it. You've got to outscore me by at least nine. At least nine. I can do it. I'm confident. In a good position. I think you can do I think you can do You've got 40 games. That's enough games, in my opinion. Um, but one thing you... One thing you won't be doing, Tom, yeah. <laughs> sorry to, to take any hope away from you, is win the guest league, because the guest is currently 21 points ahead of you. Sitting on oh. 122, you're on 101. I'm on 109, so it's looking unlikely that we're going to do anything in the guest league. I think it was a massive performance from Charlie that's just ruined, that's just ruined this league, uh, yeah. which, is, which is disappointing, but you've got to respect Charlie. I mean, he has some great predictions. Other than that, though, Instagram league guest is storming ahead still again because of Charlie. Thank you, Charlie, for ruining two of our leagues. <laughs> um, guest is flying ahead on six, uh, on 43, six on Instagram. I'm two points behind. Uh, but obviously, there's no correct scoreline, so you can't get three points in that league. You can only get one point by a correct result. So it's really not looking great, Tom. We're going to have to go really rogue if we're going to have any chance of winning that. But it's, it's looking really out of our reach at this point. Yeah. But that's the tables. That's the tables. Um, not too many changes. We all had fairly good weeks this week. Uh, and it was good to see because, I mean, we've seen some twos and threes in this season. So for all of us to get double digits, I think that's quite good. Yeah, and there was only nine games as well. So we clutched up. Let's hope it stays like that. Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> the, the, uh, Instagram, the guest league doesn't sound good for us. We've been embarrassed by our guests. <laughs> Absolutely humiliated. Um, let's hope we clutch up again with the FPL apprentices versus with a minute to go pod, or it will be a real embarrassment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We need to we need to turn it up, Tom. We need to turn up our performance. But next year, with a bang, I can guarantee that the guests will not be running away with it next year. Yeah, and I would be winning because the first time we did predictions, you didn't tell me we were doing them for points. So I still holding that against you because you scored a whopper score and I scored a low one. So you had about a 10 point head start. So I would be winning. So next season, there'll be none of this cheating and there'll be more on the line in our head to head league. <laughs> we'll make a bigger prize than our head to head league because it'll be the 30, full 38 games. But yeah, let's not think about ne- next uh, season. We, I need to focus on this season for for the predictions so we'll have to see if we can clutch up it's exciting though it's nice we're nice and close Tom I, ju- I just want to quickly t- um, say something here first episode we have did uh, and you're claiming that I got 10 extra points I got 11 and you got 3 so if you take if you take those 8 points uh, away from me then you're actually only 1 point behind me but, yeah exactly you know <laughs> but you still got it you still got it wrong Tom. you still got it wrong yeah, true. Three points, I got 11. That's just... I think you just had some FPL bias. You're back in Newcastle because you support Callum Wilson. We did it at the start of the season, at least. But uh, we'll, we'll stick with it as it is. I'm sure if, if I only beat you by a couple of points, you, you'll have the, this eight-point... Um, you, you'll try and claim this eight-point deduction from me. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, I'll just keep pulling away. I get that free bag of share pack size M&M's peanuts. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't worry. If you win, you win fair and square. But our viewers will know that you cheated. But I want to <laughs> play by the rules. And we, you, you, this is your section of the pod, so you started it. So that's fine by me. 
Um, anyway, do you want to talk about uh, your eye test players that impressed you? Yeah, so I mentioned in the intro, Havertz was my differential pick on last week's pod, and he came through with a massive performance. Um, I was really impressed by his positioning. I think he's really starting to the way he the way those front three at Chelsea interchange is is really good to watch. I think Tuchel's got them really well drilled. They all know where to be now. They're always getting in the right positions. And Havertz seems to be the centre forward. He seems to be the main man up front at the moment. I mean, in the Real Madrid game, he was the one trying to get on the end of crosses into the box. He seemed to be the most advanced. He had that great chance against where Courtois stayed it with his leg. Uh, Havertz just looks like the most advanced. And your concern last week when I brought up Havertz as a differential, Tom, was the, was the playing time. We're not sure if he's going to get the playing time, but I think I think he's likely to carry on playing with his performances. I think Tuchel, Tuchel trusted him against Real Madrid in the Champions League semi-final second leg. I, I think he's first choice. I really do. So, will he keep on rotating? Well, he loves rotating his bloody centre-back, so I would not be surprised if he rotates Havertz, but um, there were some really, really good performances last week, and I think it's hard not to not to be interested by him. Uh, just a shame with the fixtures for Chelsea. They've got two really tough games coming up against Man City and, and, and Arsenal. And then they've got the FA Cup before a couple couple easy games to finish off the season. But I think Havertz is just so good. Uh, you know, even even considering him as a, as a differential to end the season, Tom, uh, I don't think that'll be a bad shout at all. He's got that Fulham game. So I, I don't think you should be turning your I don't think you should be turning him down as easily as I have turned down Chris Wood because it was a big mistake. Yeah, no. And with the playing minutes, I, I think he's nailed. I think he's one of the Chelsea players. Him, him Mount... Oh, is, there, is there any defenders that are nailed? Probably not. But him and Mount, I think, are nailed in that Chelsea team. I mean, maybe they'll get benched once, but I, I can't see Havertz being taken out. Like you said, he's on insane form and he's... um. And yeah, like he Tuchel played him against Real Madrid, the most important game of the season. So yeah, I think he'll be he'll be being backed to the end of the season. Could be a nice little punt. Are you interested yourself? No, because there's other players and other transfers I have to make. But if I was in a position like you, I'd maybe be looking at someone like him. But the way my season's going to play out, probably not. But I will keep an eye on him. Maybe maybe a, a thirty-eight. Last game week punt or something, or 37 last game week punt. I'll see, but not yeah. for the next couple. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I just want to quickly touch as well on the, the return of uh, Sergio Aguero. Scored a, a thunderbolt, a thunderbolt of a goal against Crystal Palace. That was classic Aguero. The way he just, the way he just rifled that ball home on the. You know, from a few inches above the ground, it's just beautiful to watch. Really, really nice. And mm. he got a lot of bonus points in that game. Thirty-six um, bonus points in the bonus point system. That's quite high for a striker. Only scores one goal. And uh, you were mentioned to me pre-pod Tom about a uh, a quote from Aguero saying that he was he's really up for for games at the minute, and he's you know he wanted to be involved against uh, PSG in the Champions League semi-final second leg. So. He, he looks like he's got his confidence. He looks like he's got his desire. Uh, so, uh, I think moving forward could be a good option. Um, 
Uh, Man City have got good fixtures. Newcastle, Brighton and Everton to finish off the season. I think we should be paying close attention to. Yeah. No, definitely. And I, like you said, he's leaving City as well at the end of the season. Um, so I think, you know, he's going to play as much as he can. And I think Pep will play him. And, you know, when when you see Aguero score one and he, and he was looking a bit fitter as well, you know, you've got to consider him because he's the man. And I think I, I do think he's there's a few goals left for him this season to end off his city career. So I think he's someone we're both keeping an, a nice close eye on. Very close eye on, yeah. Um, shall I talk about Tottenham now? Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. All right. So uh, obviously Tottenham won four nil. Um, a few things I picked up from watching such listen to talking from the game. Um, Facts obviously Bale, Bale scored uh hat trick. Is it the return is it the return of Bale? Is he gonna be back on form? I I wouldn't write him off. I think with Mason, he's obviously not Mourinho. Mourinho had a bit of a problem with Bale, hence why he sort of got dropped. I think I can see Bale playing every game of the season. Their friends, Bale and Mason. We've seen that Winks has come back in over the likes of Ndombele and Sissoko because they're friends sort of. Um, I think obviously that's not the only reason, but I do think that's a big part of of a big part of, of why they're playing sort of. I mean, Bale has performed well, but I do think it's gonna benefit them. Um we saw Ali start as well, which I've been calling for for about ten weeks as well, and I've mentioned a few times on here. I loved Ali from a few years back on FPL. I think it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Um but in terms of FPL options, I think Obviously, we saw Kane blank to Sheffield United. Could that happen more? Yes, if Tottenham played the way they were playing. In that game, Mason was playing like Pochettino used to play. He lined up with more attacking players. Aurier and Regulon were getting up more the pitch. They were playing a lot higher. And Alderweireld was playing his across-the-pitch balls up to the likes of Ali, like they used to do. And it was it was a full-flowing attack inside. And it reminded me of Pochettino. In, in my, my opinion, I think that, could mean Kane gets a few less points. We saw that he still won the golden boot under Pochettino twice, though. But I think the likes of Son, Bale, Ali, Lacelso, more if he plays Bergwijn, any of them, there's more points in there for them. So maybe the points would be more spread. Would it stop me from captaining Kane? Mm, maybe. I don't think so. I would. Son's more of a captain option to me now. Like I, I never really considered him because of Kane, but I think now. I would maybe captain Son over Kane in, in some scenarios. Um, but yeah, I do think that players like Bale, Aurier, Son, Ali need to be kept close on. And I think they're definitely players I'll be watching. I mean, we both had Bale for a spell. It was a really bad spell for me, but it was you had a good week with Bale. Um, so again, is it, are you looking at him at all, Chris, or, or not? I think it's it's difficult for me with the, with the way my team's set up at the minute, uh, but we'll mm. get to that later. Um, I wanted to ask you about Dele Alli, Tommy. He's 0.6% owned, so he's the perfect differential for you to rise up the ranks, but no no goal involvement in four goals at home to Sheffield United. Does that put you off a bit, or do you think that's a fitness thing? Or, or what are your thoughts on that? It doesn't put me off, no, but I think the only problem with Ali is... Um, like you said, he hasn't played in a while, so he's not on form, but he's a streaky player. He can put out a performance out of nowhere. I think, would I look at him 
I don't know. I don't think Tottenham's fixtures are the best. Leeds, if I was free hitting this week, possibly I'd look at him. But there's other players around. Wolves, again, Wolves were pretty crap against Burnley, maybe. And then it's Villa and Leicester. Unless Leicester have already got Champions League, I can't see that being a too much of a high-scoring game. And then Villa, I don't know. But I will keep a close eye on him because, like I said, I do love him. And he would be a nice differential. So if, if, if it has to be done, it could be done. I would probably... Would I go Ali over Bale? Maybe, because of the price. Um, I'm not sure if I'll ever get Bale back this season. I don't think I will. I'd prefer Ali. But I think watch the Leeds game. If they play similar, then maybe. Maybe. I remember I am free hitting in 36. Tottenham play Wolves. So it could be done. It could be done. We'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see Ali playing again. And hopefully he'll keep his place. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that you're keeping a close eye on them, not, not disregarding them. That's all. We've got to keep close eye um, on this Tottenham team. They just have had a manager change and it looks like the setup of the team is very different. I think someone who interests me quite a bit is Aurier. I'm just not I'm not certain how defensively solid Spurs are because this season mm. I, I expected Mourinho to come in and really solidify that defence, but it, it really hasn't been the case. So it kind of puts me off the Spurs defence. But I want to hear your thoughts on being a Spurs fan. You've watched the Southampton game, the Sheffield United game. Do you think Spurs defence is investable? Because the fixtures are there in the last few games for them to pick up, I think, three clean sheets. Yeah, um, I, I think they'll be more defensively sound than they were under Mourinho, if I'm being honest. Because I think with Spurs, if you if they attack the game, that's what they need to do, not sit back because they're not as good at doing that. I, I do think Aurier is definitely a player to watch because he's going to offer even more attacking threat now under Mason. I just want to have a quick look. Um, I'm just want to have is a look. Is Aurier see nailed, if, would you say? Yeah, I, I think so. Dotty's still a bit injured, but I I can't see Mason dropping Oreo now. Um, I think, I think with uh, Oreo is another player that they that they sort of had a bit of an argument. He's a type of player that that would annoy Mourinho. Um, I'd say that with Mason, I'd say that they're nailed. Um, I'm just trying to have a look here. So this season, Tottenham have kept eleven clean sheets. All right, okay. They kept eleven last season as well, so that's that was Mourinho and Pochettino. Yeah, they didn't keep loads of clean sheets against. Um, I mean, they they did. They actually kept more clean sheets under Poch than they did under Mourinho in seasons. I think the fact that Alderweireld's going to play every game now that makes them a lot better because Mourinho was changing it around. It's going to be Alderweireld and Dyer. I don't mind Dyer in there with Alderweireld and Regulon as well and Aurea. I think that that defence won't change. So I think I can see more clean sheets. In the fixtures, where could I see clean sheets? Possibly Leeds. I'd be confident of Wolves. I'd, I could see another 14, 15 pointer for Aurea, to be honest. Villa, if Grealish isn't back, probably. Leicester, depends on the game. But I, I think there's someone to monitor and they would be a good differential. But I wouldn't get too excited um, I mean, I backed Sheffield United to score at Spurs. Um, so I think we've got to see how the Leeds game goes. But Aurea is definitely someone to keep an eye on. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think watching the Spurs game is going to be very, very interesting. And it's going to really 
it's really going to affect my decisions for transfers in the final couple of game weeks because I think they're, they're the team to, to look at Spurs. I think they're, they're having a manager bounce full of confidence at the minute. So, yeah, really everyone everyone in FBL should be keeping an eye on Spurs assets this weekend. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, I'm free hitting in 36, so it's perfect for the likes of Aurier Ali for a one-week punt. Um, so, yeah, again, I'll be keeping an eye on them. Um, I was thinking, Chris, we could uh, talk about the fan situation at Liverpool United now, if you want, unless you've got anything more to say on this. Yeah, so I think everyone knows the the situation. Every, everyone knows what happened at, at Old Trafford, and I've just I've just seen um, just before we started recording this podcast, I saw that Aston Villa have offered their stadium. Yeah, uh, for the Manchester United Liverpool game because uh, the Man United fans have said they'll just do the same thing again. And obviously, we can't have that happen. Man United do not have the, they don't have the the time in their schedule to to have to rearrange it on the picture. So it's really important this game goes ahead. But what happened last weekend was, I like what they were doing. I think the the protesting outside the stadium is breaching COVID rules, but it sends a very strong message. I think what I didn't like so much was them was the criminal activity going on. I don't think that benefits anyone. You know, trespassing, you know, I think they broke through a police barrier and got into the stadium. They damaged like seats and things like that in the stadium. Um, you know, just just like, hooliganism, really. Just got in the stadium and were just running about, took some footballs. It's just completely unnecessary. And, and I don't like that at all. I don't like that they trespass onto the stadium, that they, 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 they had, I don't know why they felt the need to go and do that because it doesn't send the right message. It it doesn't send the right message at all. I love the passion, but I think most of the people end up running on that pitch were probably just hooligans who were just in it for the fun. You know, they weren't really, they weren't being responsible in the slightest. It was disappointing to see. Um, but I, I did like the protests outside the stadium. I think that needs to be done. Fans, fans message messages need to be heard. And that, that's, protesting what happened at Chelsea raised a lot of awareness for the Super League and it really you know it kind of kicked into action the, the massive backlash against the Super League um, I think that was the catalyst for the Super League kind of uh, breaking down that when Chelsea protested and stopped the Chelsea uh, team bus coming to the stadium but this this protest was the right thing to do I think it 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 sends a good message it sends the right message that the English Football as a whole just does not want this Super League to happen, and it, and it wants they 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 wanted the crazies out, and I completely understand that. Um, I saw a, I saw a video of a Sky Sports news report to trying to um talk to the Glazier, the the owner yeah. of Manchester United in America, and he didn't respond at all. I mean, it's shocking, shocking. Uh, he just sees the news report as a pest, I'm sure, but it it if I don't I don't like the the American owners. I don't like what they've tried to do at all. Nobody in English does. And so the protest was the right thing to do. But I, I think I think you'll agree with me here, Tom, that the, just the irresponsibility to, to trespass onto the pitch was just wrong. Uh, and yeah. stopping the game from going ahead is just wrong. I don't think that's responsible in the slightest. And they, they took it way too far. Um, but I do think the idea was right. Um, it's just a shame. It's just such a shame that I, I feel like it was ruined because of the, these... A minority of the of the fans just trespassing unnecessarily. 
Yeah. I think I think it was a bit stupid what they did because by cancelling the, the the game, they're not affecting the, the Glaziers. They're affecting the fans and the players that have done nothing wrong, the staff. Um, there's like Sky Sports and stuff. I, I think it was a bit stupid. Um, but like you said, it, it's the right idea, but they were going on there. Did you, I don't know if you saw the picture. One of the stewards got like beaten up. Like his face was cut everywhere, and they're throwing like the cameras around and stuff. They were they were stupid, and the fact they're trying to get this fifty plus one fan rule thing, like clubs, seen Chelsea do it. But when the fans act like that, should that really happen? I mean, they're not setting a good example, especially the younger kids as well. Um, younger football supporters seeing that. Um, I think, I think, like you said, it's. It's a good idea protesting, but going on the pitch was a bit stupid. And like you said, the Glazier um, didn't care. He, he just doesn't care. And I don't. I, to be honest, I don't even know if he probably wouldn't have even known it had happened. It doesn't. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference that to him. He really just doesn't care. Um, so I think stopping the game being played is a bit is a bit stupid. Um, people need to think think about it. Um, when you said you saw Villa offering to host the game, are you sure you didn't? You don't mean the Champions League final? Oh, I might have. I just saw a notification quickly and I assumed that was for the Man United Liverpool game. No, it's, I think it's the Champions League final so the fans don't have to travel to Istanbul. I right. think. Right. Um, but, but, but yeah, I, I've seen on Twitter some of the United fans saying that they're going to do the same again on Thursday next week. I can understand why, but I do think it's a bit stupid. And if the game gets cancelled again, like I don't know when they're going to get to play it. And they're 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 just hurting their team. They're not hurting the owners. I like um, that, yeah. I like what you said. But also, I've seen some people aren't going to buy a season ticket next year to try and hurt them where it really hurts. What what do you think about that? I I personally think I think it's a good idea, but not everyone's going to do it. So you're sort of missing out on watching them. And it will only work if everyone does it, and there's no way everyone would do it. So, what what do you think of sort of individual decisions to do that? Not not everyone's going to do it for sure. Uh, and and you also you got to think season tickets. I think they generally get sold out, especially in the big big uh, big teams. And if if your place, if you're not going to take your place, somebody else is going to take it. I think um, not yeah. everyone's going to be in with that movement. And and I think the the big clubs would eventually get. Uh, People to buy their season tickets, even if th- those people aren't as good, like as um, strong fans as you are. Um, no, I don't. I don't think that's worth. I like. I like the idea, kind of, but I, I don't think that's going to work in, in practicality. No, no. Any... Um, on United, Chris, the United lineups just come in. Um, Fernandez starts. So does Greenwood, Cavani, Pogba, Rashford's benched. So, um, so nice rest for him there. I think we'll, we'll uh, we can touch on that later. Obviously, when we talk about our team, so we'll touch on that later. But yeah, on the season ticket thing, I agree with you as well. Not everyone's going to stick to it, and you're just missing out yourself unless everyone does. And and not ever, ne- no, you'll never get everyone doing it because um, they want to watch football. F- fair enough, but um, but yeah, I do think you're just missing out really if you do that. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, definitely. Um, do you want to move on now, Tom? I think we've covered that fairly well. Yeah, go on. 
So move on to our watch list now. We'll start off. I'll start off with Leeds, Tom. Um, I'm mainly talking about their attackers. Um, so we got Bamford, who's who's one of the top scorers in the Premier League this season. Has gone a little bit quiet uh, recently, but he's got good fixtures to end the season. Um, I like Leeds' fixtures quite a lot. The last three games, um, obviously they got Tottenham coming up there this game week, but Burnley, Southampton and West Brom are three really solid fixtures to end the season. I think Bamford could be a good shot. Uh, it's just his form seems to be, he seems to be a little bit of form at the moment. And and I think he might be the best option because of that. I think he needs his form, but these will create Last week in the Barnes game, uh, the predictions that we gave were one nil to Leeds, one one, and one nil to Leeds. So we really didn't expect them to get to get um, quite convincingly beat by Brian two nil. That was disappointing to see, but I think Fenia is expected. I think he's expected back very soon. Tom, is that right? I'm not sure. Um, I think he is, but I was expecting him to be back soon, and he was. And then Bielsa says he wasn't fit for the weekend. Um, You'd, you'd think he's back soon. Uh, uh, actually, I've just read something now. Um, Rafinha, they're both, so Rafinha and Cal Phillips, they're both being evaluated on a daily basis to see where they can be available. We'll have to wait until Saturday. Um, so, yeah, that's all he said. So, I don't By know. By the sounds of it, then, Rafinha will be fit for 36 onwards. Yeah, you'd hope so. Which is whether, whether his his performances will be as good as uh, as what we've seen from him for the majority of the season because obviously he's had what well, it's already been a couple of weeks that he's been out for so that's just the thing uh, something to keep an eye on Harrison maybe but I'm not convinced for Harrison I think I think no. the Leeds attack are a, team, are a team to watch this weekend if they can perform well against Tottenham then they got three really nice fixtures to end the season and I think a Bamford is a bit of a punt I know his ownership's high but I think a lot of people who play the game you know intently make transfers every week, pay a lot of attention to what's going on. Quite a lot of people have got rid of Bamford, quite a lot of those people. So I think he could be a nice, a nice little, nice little, and he's explosive. Yeah, 100%. And I was looking at the likes of Bamford, Rafinha as well. My only worry is Rafinha, like, like you were saying, will he come back and play 90? Will he come back and start? Is he going to be like he was? Obviously, there's only... Four games after the season, so I mean, there's not a load of time, but I do think he will recover quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I think, like you said, Leeds. I obviously had them on my watch this last week. Definitely a team to watch, and definitely at Spurs, see if they can perform well. Um, what do you think about Dallas? Yeah, I like Dallas. Um, again, a player I'm really considering. My only problem is is this week, I've got to make transfers for double game weeks. 36 and three hitting, and then I only have 37 and 38. So that's practically two free transfers left, plus any minus points I want to take. So I, practically, really, a max of three slash four transfers left, and there's a lot of players to look at. But I do think that if Leeds do well in 36, Dallas will be someone that I'd probably look at because I really like Dallas, and he's been great for me this season. And um, the fact that he's playing in midfield as well, because Alioski's looked to be back at fullback with Ireland lately. So Dallas looks nailed in midfield. So yeah, definitely 
someone that I am considering in the coming weeks. Yeah, uh, definitely. Leeds, we've seen Leeds solidified offensively in recent weeks, last couple of months. So I think there's definitely, definitely shout for, for, for Leeds clean sheets in those last few games. Uh, but and we, we know about Dallas's goal for it. He always seems to get a shot uh, in at some point in the game. And normally they're pretty damn decent shots. Yeah. So, Tom, I think I think I want to talk about Southampton quickly. Yeah. Now, All right. I looked at their fixtures and I didn't realise they're actually quite good. Liverpool way is deceptively good. Um, I think there's there's attacking potential in that game. Crystal Palace at home, Fulham at home, Leeds at home and West Ham away. I think that offers potential for the Southampton. Uh, I'm not really interested in their defence, but offensively, I've, I've seen Ward-Prowse has had 14 goal involvements this season, which is very solid. Um, so Ward-Prowse, Stuart Armstrong, I don't know about the fitness of Danny Ings He's be, um, he could be back for Liverpool game, but I think it's touch and go. But um, Hassan Hootel said that he, he could be back for the game. See, I think I think a punt on Southampton attacker could be even this week. Mm. You know, Liverpool Palace, and then two games they can they can definitely get points in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone like an Armstrong, perhaps, really uh, recently. Adams as Adams recently, last few weeks has he's been starting on and off. So I probably wouldn't go there. But if Ings is fit, I think he could be a really, a really nice option to end the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was looking at Southampton myself as well. I mean, Ings to end it with three games could see him hauling. I mean, I won't be going there just because of past experience with Ings this season. But definitely a good a good option. Um, what would you think about Minamino, though? He hasn't started every game lately, but he did start the last game, I think, at Leicester. Well, Minamino can't play against Liverpool, so that yeah. kind of ruins the double game. Um, but yeah, they've still got good fixtures other than that. I just I want someone who's nailed in my team. and So I'd be looking more at Ward-Prowse or an Armstrong, I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I own Ward-Prowse once, sold him, then he scored two free kicks a game week after. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's good, but he is a set piece man. So he doesn't. He scores some open play occasionally, but I don't know. I think he's a bit of a trap. But you never know. Good haul, but with Ings on the pitch, he won't be on pens either. So it'll be free kicks and corners. Um. So yeah, could be a could be a shot. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll give him nine Ings, but. Another England striker you're keeping your eyes on, Dominic Calvert. Yeah, um, I think he scored last game in Cover C, and he's got a nice double as well. Villa and the other team is Villa and West Ham. I still don't think West Ham are great defensively, obviously without Rice playing. Um, so I think. He's going to end the season well. I do think he is. I mean, Everton have fallen down a little bit, but I think they're going to have a strong push push for Europa League football. Um, and I think he'll be the man to do it. I think he'll he'll be, I think, much now. But, and I do think that Cavalier is the man. I mean, obviously, he was so good at the start of the season. Then he died off a bit. Ancelotti changed up the position a bit. But I think he's the man for the end of the season. 
it's got the fixtures. Uh, the only thing that's put me off Everton is their home form all season and their, their two best pitches yeah. at home. Yeah. That's put me off a bit. And, and Carl Lewin did score from a corner, which never fills me that much confidence. Uh, I like to see them players score from open goal, open play. It makes me think that they get more opportunities during the game. Uh, but Carl how has had this goal threat from set pieces all season. Um, Richarlison, uh, he, he, was, he had a really good spell a few weeks ago. And it, yeah. it seems weird to me that he would just kind of drop off so so easily because uh, I think he's got the fixtures to do well. Uh, Richarlison and Dini as well, Tom. Do you think they're worth considering? I've never liked Dini. I don't know why. I've never ever had him in my team ever in FPL. I think he's good. He just hasn't lived up to it. Really, he lived up to his price. Like you said, their home form's not great, and I'm I'm not sure on their defence either. But there is attacking potential in him. Um, who did you say the other player was? Dinier Charles. and Charlison. I wouldn't go near Richarlison. I don't think so. Um, especially when Sigerson's on the pitch, so I always on pens. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I wouldn't. Well, in my opinion, I, I, I mean, I look at the Seattle, but I would just stay away from Everton for the rest of the season, to be honest. I, like you said, their home form's not great. I do think they're a bit of a trap, but it could be a nice little punt. I don't know how high-end Calvert-Lewin is now. People are probably getting... Well, not obviously scored, but I don't think loads of people own him now. 25% own. Mm, and how many of those are people that like quit the game like 20 game weeks ago? Exactly, You'd think yeah. it's so quite he's not a few. Really yeah. yeah, no. Our sort of ranks. Um, but yeah, that's a player to consider. Um, I want to quickly touch on someone else. Um, Antonio. So, we were both shocked that she was trying about Antonio and Creswell came straight back in. I didn't even hear anything about it, but they came straight back in and played. And I was like, what? Um, but Antonio scored two. And you know that that man is, is on fire when he's not injured. Um, and I think they've got nice fixtures as well to end it. I think it could be a nice way to end the season. What do you think? Whenever he plays, whenever he's fit, he seems to score. He seems to really lead that West Ham attack. And they've got the fixtures to... I mean, it doesn't really matter too much who he's playing. To be honest, Antonio is such a great player. Uh, I think I think 100% worth considering. Yeah, definitely. I have a question for you then. Antonio or Bamford? I think Antonio's got the, got the form at the moment. Uh, I think Bamford's fixtures are better and, uh, and I expect Leeds, especially Rafinha, back to get a lot of chances in those last few games. I expect Bamford to, to get to get goals. Uh, but I just I do really like what Antonio has about him. There's something about him. He, he mm. really like him. There's the injury concerns, obviously. But it's only a few games when the season, I think he'll, he'll end strong. So I'd probably go with Antonio at top. Yeah. Me personally, I never really liked Antonio as an FPL option. But Bamford's annoying. I, I I'd probably I'd probably stick to Bamford, but I could see myself going Antonio um, at the end of the season, to be honest. I think it, it it's a bit of a fifty fifty really. You don't really know exactly how the end of the season's gonna pan out. They both got the fixtures to perform, so they're both good options in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it would just be interesting to see how they end it off. And I think Antonio, like you said, if he stays fit, he will score a few. As West Ham seek Champions League, 
football. Exactly, exactly. They've got they've got a they've got something to aim for. Uh, I don't think it matters so much for Leeds. They don't have really Europa League or Champions League to aim for. Uh, I think they'll still give it their all. But with with West Ham, I think they're they're going to be so on it. They've been so on it for pretty much since the start of the season. I, I think the quality of their performances will stay high, even without Rice. I think they're going to be good as a team, and I think Antonio will, will score quite a few goals during the season. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, shall we move on to triple and double game week talk for this week? Yeah, so pretty shocked news, really. I mean, I was just, I was just, you know, just chilling in my room, and I get a message: Man United have triple game week. I, I, was, yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked to see it. Uh, big news, really. Big news. Uh, but I think we shouldn't get too carried away because Man United are playing three games in quick succession. Uh, they're playing this weekend on a Sunday, I believe, and they are playing today on a Thursday night against Roma. We've got, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, Tom Fernandes starting, um, Greenwood starting, so we've got to be careful. I think we've got to expect rotation. Uh, so it could end up being a double game for for every single one of those Man United players, apart from perhaps Dean Henderson and and Harry Maguire. I think the rest of the team will probably get benched at least once. So I, I don't think we should get too carried away. The fixtures aren't amazing either. Players are going to be quite tired, but they do have three fixtures. So we have to we have to all obviously take that into account. Um, in terms of options, Tom, uh, for this triple game week, do we want to talk about that now? Yeah, go on. So, obviously, you got your obvious fans. Most people have him. Luke Shaw, I think, is a good one. I expect him to start at least two. I think Man United will be... They'll be trying to manage their their energy through this, this week of fixtures. So, I expect the games to be slightly lower scoring. Uh, I don't think we should expect any more than two goals in any of the games of Man United. I don't think they'll be going, all, going out all guns blazing for every one of those games. Uh, I think they'll really try and conserve their energy. They don't want any injuries going into... a what is very likely to be a Europa League final unless they really mess things up tonight. They don't want to get anyone injured, so they're gonna they're gonna rotate. I think Fernand is it's very likely that he gets rotated. I think he's fit enough to play all the games, but I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is gonna wanna he's gonna wanna make sure that he keeps all his players uh, injury free. So I don't think Fernand is as good as an as an option as it looks like. But yeah, what, what do you think on the whole team, Tom? Uh, any players in particular that you want to pick out? Yeah, um, I think obviously there's Fernandez, Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford, I Wanda Saka, Maguire, Shaw, Henderson. I think there's there's a lot of options. Like you said, no, I don't can't see anyone really playing free a bar maybe Henderson and Maguire. Um. I think it's going to be interesting today to see how long the likes of Fernandez, Greenwood, Pogba, Gavani last. Who does Rashford get subbed on and died for once as well, which is interesting. Um, but Solskjaer said that Roma have caused upsets before, so yeah, he wants to have to put out his strongest team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I'm going to talk about it when I touch on my team for later. But I do think that not you don't want to get too carried away with it. I think we've seen with double game weeks a lot that they're overhyped. 
Um, I mean, looking at the players with good double game week fixtures, would you say players like Leicester, obviously Newcastle, and then United in the middle of their schedule, like the middle of the three games? Wouldn't you say that's pretty good Leicester fixtures there? Someone like Ian Acho, yeah, I think could really, really uh, prosper in this, in this double game. Other teams, Southampton, as I mentioned earlier, I think they could do all right. Uh, Crystal Palace as well. Yeah. Aston Villa. Aston Villa as well. They play Everton and Man United, which I don't think are actually that that bad of, uh, of a couple of fixtures. So someone like Ollie Watkins, I think, could be in for, uh, for a couple of goals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but again, I don't know what to think of it, really. Um, it's going to be interesting, but like you said, a lot of players are going to get rested and rotated. Um, with your Chelsea defence, City and Arsenal, I think I could see low-scoring games there. I'd be quite, I'd be quite confident with two or three Chelsea defenders. Uh, I'm going to play them both for sure. Mm. Definitely. Um, all right, we won't touch on it too much. So we won't talk about it anymore because we'll talk about it later when we come to our teams. <laughs> but should we go for our... Um, actually, before that, I wanted to keep bring up the the rest of the season, like the schedule. So I was talking to you about to you today. So, so we've got the deadline for for, for this game week tomorrow, and this game week drags on till Thursday. Thirty six deadline is the Friday, and that goes on till Sunday, and then the thirty seven deadline is the Tuesday, and that goes on till Wednesday. I could see it getting pushed on till Thursday because I don't think all the games have been televised yet. And then it's the final game, final game, um, final game week on that Sunday. So we basically got two weeks left. It's going to be hectic, Chris, and a hectic runner. It will be. It will. Be. We've got two and a half weeks till the end of the season. We're going to have probably a like normal. We'll keep up the the normal routine. But yeah, um, it's exciting. It's exciting. We've only got two and a half weeks left. A lot of football to come. A lot of games. A lot of games to be played. Uh, it's exciting, it's exciting. We've got FA Cup as well, Champions League, uh, a week after the last week of the Premier League as well. So it's a great time to be a football supporter. Yeah, I think obviously with the game week 37, it starts on Tuesday and then 38 that week. And if depending on time, we could maybe do one on Tuesday and Thursday because I think we got a pod before the game week 38, but we have to see on time-wise, obviously. But we will have at least one every week for the next two or three weeks. And obviously we'll have our recap one. We'll have the, the 38 after 38 and then we'll do a recap one in the coming weeks like we did in midway well, about 10 game weeks ago. Um, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Because that was good. But yeah, it it is a uh, hectic end um, to a season like no other. Like, I don't think we'll ever get one like this again with FPL. So let's hope we can both finish strong. I mean, 100k for me, top 500k for you. I think we've had good seasons. Um, <laughs> well, Tom, I think you're flattering me slightly there. No, but you've ter- as in how you've turned it around, sort of down at down. You're down quite low for a long, long period of time. Well, in total, I wouldn't say it's been a great season, but yeah, recently I've had eight green arrows in the last nine game weeks, so I have turned it around uh, since the, about the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, should we talk about our differentials? I mean, we sort of yeah, spoke... Yeah, we'll quickly go through but... this. 
So, yeah, obviously we touched on Man United having a triple game. My differential is Rashford. He's not really a differential. He's 10 points something percent owned. I'm sorry, Tom. Oh, yes, I know. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think he's got benched uh, in this Europa League fixture tonight. I think there's a chance he plays all three. I think he definitely starts two. I think there's a chance that he that he, he comes off the bench at least in the in the, the game that he doesn't start. I think he's guaranteed to start against Aston Villa. I think he'll be the main man in that game because it looks like I reckon Fernandes could get benched because that's the Aston Villa game is probably the least important out of the three in the, in the triple gaming. So I'm definitely considering Rashford. It's how I get to him um, in my team. That's one of will come back later. I, I just think, I know he's not a differential, Tom. I know he's over 10% owned, but he's, you know, he's less than 15% owned. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's good enough for me. Um, but he's my differential this week. I think I think he could, I think he could get you know a fifteen fifteen ish pointer. Yeah, I'm surprised he's so high owned. To be honest, um, I mean, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I'm going Greenwood just because I thought I'd go the opposite option to you. Um, I think again, I'm hoping Greenwood comes off early for Rashford in this game with NRC. I mean, I, I'll be looking at both of them, but yeah, I think they're both solid picks. Um, I think that Villa game will be a good game and even that Liverpool one as well. Liverpool a bit open at the back. Um, but yeah, I think two nice differentials and like I said, we're basically getting, we're, we're, we're sort of going head-to-head with this differential. Let's see who comes out on top. I'm hoping yeah. though, for the sake of it, that, that we both come out on top because if we go the, our separate ways, let's hope we both come out on top. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about our teams next week? Yeah, so I'm I'm in a bit of a I'm in a bit of a pickle this week because I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm at the moment I've got the triple Chelsea triple Chelsea defense. I think they've got they've actually got decent fixtures. They're deceptive. I won't say easy, but defensively they've got potential. These fixtures, Man City and Arsenal. I'm concerned yet again. That they keep a clean sheet and I don't have yeah. uh, the defenders that play. That is the concern. Uh, but they're definitely going to start. Target's going to targets probably going to play because he has the two fixtures. But I wouldn't be surprised if he only got two or three points in total. Cancelo is currently playing, but I, I expect to come off. I'm um I'm expecting to go three at the back with uh, four in the midfield or, or five in the midfield and two up front. Um, Lacazette's probably going to go because I, I do want to fund this Rashford move. Uh, it would put me out of Aguero unless I got rid of Kane, but I do think Rashford could be quite a nice pick this week. Uh, so Rashford's on my watch list. Aguero for next week's on my watch list, but that would require some surgery elsewhere. It's quite a lot of, quite a lot of bath. So I, I think I'm, I'm going to be looking at going to Rashford. Uh, Salah, Salah or Rashford will be my captain. If I bring Rashford, he'll be my captain. Yeah, I think I'm feeling pretty confident with the Spurs boys as well. Leads away, I think what could very easily end up happening is Son slash Kane gets a double-digit haul and outscores the Man United boys. I think that yeah. would certainly be on the cards, uh, which is why we've got to be so careful because Son and Kane both got double-digit hauls against Leeds earlier in the season. If they do that again, that means that the, the Man U boys have got to get at least two returns, and they've got the tough fixtures. So we've got to be careful. That's why I'm. That's why I'm a bit tentative to do Son to Rashford because I do think that Son could could get as many points as Rashford. Uh, it's just you just have less of a risk because Rashford has three games to play and Son only has one. But 
Yeah, Rashford's probably the main man to come in for me. And as I've backed him on my differential, I backed Havertz last week. I should I should stick to it. I think I will do. Yeah, well, the last time you brought in Rashford, you triple captain him, and that went well. But yeah, mm. no, I, I do like it. I think as well what you were saying, Tottenham. I think I could see Kane and Son hauling. It's just which one. Um, I think they're definitely someone to consider as a captain. I do think though that there's more upside in captain someone with a double slash triple game week. Just because you sh- you're sort of chasing more points in a way, but I do think you got, you can't write Kane and Son out of it. Um, who who are you thinking of going Lacazette to? Do you have Watkins or not? Yeah, I'd have to go Lacazette to a, a cheap cheap would. striker that wouldn't play. Is it, I don't think they wouldn't be able to play. Oh right. Yeah. Well, like Vidra, I've got to jump up from five million to nine million. So I've got to take four million out of Lacazette. Vidra, 4.8. I might be able to do that, actually. Keno Davies, the man who scored (laughs) off the bench. Yeah. Uh, And your team, Tom? Yeah. Well, so I was planning just to use this transfer to bring in Dallas, 4.37. And then, you know, I get a triple game week and everything changes. Um... So I've still got Leno and Go who started tonight, which makes me think Ryan's going to start the weekend. So he has to go. Forced is my sub keeper. Now I expect him to maybe play. I don't really want him though. So I'm I'm looking at Leno to Dean Henderson. Um, I'm confident that Dean Henderson's going to play at least two. I think he'll play all three. Um, and he also has nice fixtures in 37 and 8. So I don't normally like changing my keeper, but I think he'll be have to be done. Defence, got Reese James in there, Phillips and Castagna. I'm really confident with Castagna and James. I can see attack and returns there and at least one clean sheet from each of them. Um, not too sure on Phillips. I'm benching Rudiger at the moment and starting Phillips. Um, so I'll, I'll see if that changes. Um, midfield, Madison. It's his time to shine. It's time to get himself on my wall if he can perform. Son, Salah and Yotta, and then I've got Kane and Iheanacho and Wilson. Now, the main man who's missing is Fernandez. Um, now, obviously, I took Fernandez out, all knowing he had this double. I didn't know triple game week, but he's going to be very high owned this week, very high captained. And I think it's a big risk going without him. The only way I can get him is getting Son out. I like you, I have a really good feeling about Son, so I'm not going to do it. So I will be going in without Fernandes. Um, and I'll probably be going Lingard to either Rashford or Greenwood, benching Wilson. Um, am I worried with no Fernandes? Yes and no. I'm worried because he's, he's a player that gets a pen out of nothing or gets like a double-digit haul out of absolutely nothing. But I do think his points have been reduced with the likes of Greenwood and Pogba, Rashford, Cavani. Um, so I think I can get away with it. And I don't want to play boring either. I, Santa Fernandez is so boring. And also, I'm not going to captain Fernandez, so I wouldn't gain any points from him anyway. So I'd literally be getting him in because I'm scared he's going to ruin my rank and I don't play like that. So I think I will be going without Fernandez. So it's it, it's going to be a, an interesting week. Um <laughs> But yeah, I I I'm, I like the look of my team a lot. I think uh, that's good. 
it's good. I, I I like I like you. I like the fact that you're trying to go about finance. I think that it's a, it's it's a bold decision to make. You're not kind of not kind of hiding back away in your shell and going, oh no, finance has got a triple K, Mickey's going to be so highly owned. You know, you're, you're being bold. You're standing tall, sticking with Son. I really like that. I'll be doing the same as you. And I think we we both um, note, noticed um, Greenwood and Rashford as differentials. I think I'm going to I'm going to back my 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 decision to choose Rashford as a differential, and, and he'll be coming in as captain. Um, but I, th- I think you got to have fun. You got to have fun, and I think going to finance is probably the the most dull thing you can do, and it, it takes some of the enjoyment out of the out of playing FPL. You know, you get him in, he does really well. Well, then you just think, well, everyone else has got him, so you haven't gained anything from it. You know, you're not actually going to gain any you know, positive emotions from making that transfer, and you know, you can gain so much more from from making these other transfers from keeping Son. I just think you have got to play FPL for the enjoyment of it, and if you bring in finance, you, you can't really gain anything. Like you, okay, you, you don't lose so much rank. That's that's you know, you know you're not looking at a situation negatively. What can you gain from bringing Fernandez in? You know, pretty much nothing. You just don't lose anything, right? So I, I don't like playing like that. You don't like playing like that, and I think that's that's good. I think that's how we should play. We should play for the enjoyment, and that's what we're doing. I think that I think I think that's exactly how FPL should be played by everyone. And I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I said, but I'm probably going to captain um, Iheanacho as well. Again, I think he'll be a differential captain. And also, I really like their fixtures for this game week. Um, and depending on time, I probably will have a video out tomorrow, hopefully, as I'm not 100% set on my decisions either. But that would depend on time. Um, and I am... It hasn't been great lately, the the video. It's not going where I want it to go, but I'm looking at improving it for this season, maybe next season as we get more time. But I'm quite busy lately. Um, but yeah, I think, like you said, I don't want, don't you don't want to play boring. Um, shall we go on to predictions? There's a lot to do this week. There's a bloody lot to do, yeah. Let's do it. Right. So, 15, 16 games, something like that. So, first game, Leicester versus Newcastle. I don't have Instagram results yet. I'm going to do that after we pod. Uh, but they will be... Uh, Instagram results will be recorded before next pod. And all the results will be will be notched up. And I'll have another <laughs> another another episode to tell you how badly I'm doing, Tom. Yeah. For sure. Um, right. Leicester-Newcastle. Um, we go two nil Leicester. Uh, full house. Me and Josh have also gone with two nil. Okay. I'd just like to mention before we start. I, I wrote down my predictions, and then I looked at Josh's predictions, and they're very similar. Yeah, again, we just seem to think alike, <laughs> Josh. Oh dear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Leeds versus Spurs. Though. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go 3 0, Spurs. I've gone with 2 1. We back Spurs to win full house. Kane and Kane and Son linking up for three goals, something that'd be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Not sure I can see happening though with these defensive performances of late. Next game Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace, Tom. 1 0, Palace. A game I wouldn't watch if I had all the time in the world. 
Palace. No. Palace. Right, I've gone with 1-1. Josh has gone with 1-0 Palace as well. Not really very interested by the prospect of this game. Looks very, very dull. Doesn't have much of an impact on the Premier League table either, so won't be going anywhere near this one. No. Chelsea City. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. I can possibly see a Chelsea King sheet, but I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. I've gone with Neil now. I think both teams will be a little bit... As as the commentator said in the, the Chelsea game against Real Madrid earlier this week, Man City Chelsea this weekend is a dress rehearsal for the big game, the big Champions League game. It's a bit of a dress rehearsal for the the FA Cup game as well. No, it's not because Chelsea barely knocked out City in this semi. <laughs> I don't know why I keep thinking of Chelsea playing City. Um, but yeah, this is a dress rehearsal for the Champions League final. Uh, and so I think both teams, there, there won't be a great deal of chances. I don't think so. I've gone with nil nil. Josh has gone with 2 1 City. Uh, I think they're all relatively reasonable predictions. Yep. Okay. Liverpool versus Saints, Tom. Now, me and Josh have thought alike and we've guessed the same result. What are you going for, Tom? 2-1 two, two, Liverpool. No, 2-0, 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Another full house. Me and Josh also went with 2-0. Maybe you're copying us. No, I can't see them. I'm on the FPL page. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, me and Josh did again think alike on Wolves versus Brian. What are you going for, Tom? I'm going to go nil nil. Me and Josh have gone with one more. Not really that much to say about Wolves Brighton, Tom. Uh, yeah, another dead BBC Sports game. Well, the last one would go out again, <laughs> but dead on paper. Yeah. Uh, Villa Man United. I've gone with one more here. I think. And I'd obviously got Europa League, Europa League today, and then they've got two very tough fixtures after this Aston Villa game. I don't think they'll try and go all at this game. I think they'll try and conserve energy. So I don't think they'll score so many goals. I've gone with one month. Josh has gone with two one to Man United. What are you going for, Tom? Three one United. Three one. Wow. Well, no, actually, no. Then. Hopefully, Rashford. I'll go. I'll go two nil United. Two nil. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. West Ham versus Everton. Two all. Two all, yeah, I went with two all as well. Everton away. Ever- so Exactly, yeah. exactly. And West Ham like to concede. They had a four game run where they conceded where there was at least five games in their in their in a run of four games for West Ham. They played four <laughs> games in a row, they either scored or conceded three. And they conceded at least two goals as well. It was a mental run. I think something similar will happen in this game. Yeah, for sure. What did Josh go for this one? 2-1 West Ham. Fair enough. Arsenal versus West Brom. I've kind of gone a bit, a little bit boring here. I've gone with Arsenal to win 2-1. I think, I yeah. think West Brom could turn up for the books here. I think they could win this one 2-1 themselves. But I'm going with Arsenal to win. Yeah, I'm going 2-1 as well. Arsenal. Uh, well, I'm changing my mind then because otherwise everyone's gone 2-1. That's just a little bit pointless. 2-1 West Brom. All right. Fulham versus one, Burnley. 2-0 um, Burnley. 2-0 Chris Wood to score? Yeah, Brace. 
No. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I hope not. I hope not. Otherwise, it just puts me, you know, it just sends me further, deeper down into my misery. Yeah. I can't be dealing with anyone with that. I, I, I should not have gone against him, even when we spoke no. about him a few weeks ago. No. That's like five weeks on. No, you shouldn't have. It's been on par recently. Anyway, I think an important game for for both of us this next one, Man United versus Leicester. Wait, you didn't say yours or my brother's prediction for Phil and Burnley. I went with two on Fulham just because I'm, you know, being oh, a yeah. Fulham being my second team and Josh is going nil nil. Alright. Yeah, so United versus Leicester. If you're captain in the Inacho, me on Rashford, where you got Castagne, there's going to be a quite an interesting game and there's going to be rotation this one for Man United again, I think. Uh, I've gone yep. with 1 1. I think this game's quite hard to predict. 1 1's kind of like the score that you guess when you don't really know what, <laughs> what you don't have a good idea of what the game's going to be like. Uh, so I've gone with 1 1. I'm going to go 3 1 Leicester. No Inacho, bias Inacho. there. Leicester. <laughs> Leicester away. United will be tired, like you said. I think they'll they'll take take them to take them to town. Yeah, yeah. I think they could as well. Definitely. I mean, I hope they do as well. I hope Yuri Nacho captain pays off big time. Yeah. Thirty four point all double hat trick. Yeah, won't mind it. What's Josh's prediction? One one. I mean, oh, like you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I promise I don't look at his his predictions when I'm making mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Southampton Palace. I reckon, I reckon Ward Prowse 1 0. Mm, I know 1 0, I don't know. I definitely won't be watching that game. That's for sure. 1 0. Okay. Yeah, Josh has gone with 1 1 as well. Southampton Palace, Tuesday night at 8 15. I think we'll be heading next, Box, don't you, Tom? Yeah, for sure. I'm not watching that, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you later, Southampton Palace. Chelsea yeah. Arsenal, though, a much more interesting game. Wednesday, 8 15, one game I probably will be watching. 2 0, uh, Chelsea. Two I'm going 2 0. Yeah. I want to get it in there before you copy me. All oh, right. Yeah, I want to get it in there before you say the others, so I don't get, I don't get told I'm copying. So you great. you gone 2 1, Chelsea, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. Wait a second. So you haven't. I know you, you did Chelsea to be. Yeah, you did back. Draw. You did back one clean sheet. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter because because my Chelsea defenders just get benched whenever they get clean sheets. And yeah, yeah, they will. Me too much. Yeah. Penultimate game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the bit of Everton. <laughs> Two one Everton. <laughs> Uh, to you and, and that wraps up for the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh dear anyway Man United um, we went with you on Everton Man United versus Liverpool do you think then we need to have some context Chris so you can't just wrap it <laughs> the, the penultimate game Man United versus Liverpool <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we 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 play Xbox with a mate, and we, we were saying one time, oh yeah, just let this be the penultimate game before we go off, so that we get another game after the one we were playing. Uh, and we played the game, and our mate just <laughs> leaves the party straight afterwards because he thought penultimate <laughs> game meant the last game. Yeah, uh, shocking, shocking. 
We made sure we got another game, which we unfortunately lost as a team. But we're, we're, never mind. We move on to the ultimate game: Man United versus Liverpool. Two-one uh, Liverpool. Nice. I went with two-nil. Josh went with two-one. Well, quite similar predictions then from all of us. Yeah, Very I know. General. I, I'm a. Uh, I'm getting Dean Henderson, but I'm backing them to lose <laughs> two out of the three games. <laughs> You're getting caught up in the hype, Tom. I'm getting him for the saves. I'm getting him for the saves. Dean <laughs> Anderson. All the saves that Man United are gonna have to make. Yeah, well Vardy's gonna like hit a few straight at Henderson. So that'll be fine. Yeah, that there's gonna be let's hope there's some big scores next week with our predictions. Yeah, probably won't be. Now we'll probably no, get. No, we, like... Yeah, we probably won't even get double digits. I mean, we're, we're no. pretty crap when it comes to double games. I think we were crap last time as a double gaming. Yeah, we got like we got like four. Was it like Jacob Cox got like four or something? Got the lowest ever. Something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that we, does we wrap it up. Game. Well, we had a good game week. This one and I had one the last week as well, so I'm on track. We need to up our double game week game, Tom. Yeah, our double game week game. Um, so quickly before we wrap it up, I saw something interesting. So City and Chelsea are going to be in the um, Club World Cup, all right? <laughs> so Ben Cronin said that there's going to be a blank game week next season. He's already looking ahead. So there'll be a blank game week next season around December time. And it will be City and Chelsea. So uh, that's going to be a pain, isn't it? Might, might have to yeah. stop planning for that already. <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, anyways, I think it's been another good uh, episode. Um, we'll probably try and push towards Thursday pod again next week, like you said, because the game goes on. We Obviously, we won't be able to pod after all the games. So we'll probably have to do it before United-Liverpool so we can watch it. Um, and and I'll be safe until Fernandes gets a hat-trick in that game. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's been a good pod again. Um, Hopefully, have a guest next week. Maybe, maybe not. Um, we'll we'll definitely have winter on, either on that game week thirty eight one, that last game week of the season, to so we can do all the competitions because we're gonna have one more competition with him that I haven't come up with yet. So we'll definitely have him soon. Then hopefully we'll get my brother. In. Um, but yeah, I think it's been a good game, Chris. Good, good. Um, sorry, good episode. We'll make sure you post your team, Chris, on Instagram. See if you've captain Rashford or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will do. And yeah, be sure to share this with all your mates and message us if you have any triple game week queries, um, inquiries. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, if if message us if you're thinking of doing Santa Fernandez, as we will talk you some sense into you. Um, but I think for now it's a. Uh, Goodbye for me. See you next week, everyone. Yeah, until next week.